Welcome, listeners. Welcome, JV Pickers, your pansexual host, host Sway, here back with working together to bring a playlist worth getting lawsuit by our collective queer brain trust. This week's theme is Pride. Happy Pride. So grab your quarters, pick your dibs. Certain POV presents a very Pride episode of Duplex Vertigo. I'm really excited again for this year, as every year for this. Um, and now more so for my own show, because we have a super duper expanded brain trust. Uh, I'm so excited to go uh, around all of the rounds, uh, introducing everybody and just getting to know their picks. And I'm already getting ahead of myself, of ourselves. So let's go around the table. Um, Manda, of course, Manda is part of the core, part of the crew, but she's lost in the queer party. So we'll come back to her. Manda is very much here. Tell we'll be getting her pick. Uh, but of course, as always, Keith. Hello. Well, happy Pride, everybody, from your best buy boy. Yes. I love you all. I, I, If I didn't love you, I wouldn't put this episode together. No. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but God, it's it's so satisfying when it comes together. Plus, I get to talk to a lot of cool people. So yeah. I love this episode. Oh, I, I will have a Pride while I, I get to talk to every host and <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll work out. <laughs> Uh, but damn it. Um, how's your, how's your pride month been going? Cause it's pretty much almost over. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, I've obviously recently relocated across the country. Um, I missed the pride parade here cause it was literally like the first day of the month and I didn't realize yeah, yeah. it all the day before, but it's been fun. Living with Manda has been great. Um, she's, you know, not necessarily straight, straight either. So that's <laughs> been a fun time. We've, been able to talk about stuff like the stuff we want to get off our chest about you know identity and feelings and stuff and it's really interesting i really um it's been good to talk to somebody about it the ones to talk about it so it's as far as a pride month goes that helps you know like yeah yeah it's been really cool and then also just again talking to all the people on this episode was been so much fun if a bit of work but a lot of fun and getting to know people talking to friends we've seen before you know just it's just a lot of really really great experience it's it's always worth at least hearing the episode back when, when i'm not there for, for those segments like last year and i'm really excited for this one um just, yeah. just uh for the for the playback and it's like ah i'm sure it was such a great time um my pride with has been kind of quiet as well relatively but of course working out both the books and pictures it never feels quiet so it's always just been a queer month just being there so it's always like a, that, that's just been a uh, just a pride year just working there. Uh, so that we're, and we're kind of we're going to be having like a pride hangover like going into July. So I, I think there's like a, an, an offsite um, event that I, I see scheduled and it'll be like it'll, it's kind of like pride related. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure. I'm sure. A lot of fun. That's uh, nice. I, I, lo- I love <laughs> slinging. I love slinging queer uh, books. So like queer comic books to people. And it, it's just like one of the easiest things in the world. The same day as the Pride Festival here was a Comic-Con. It was the same day in oh, the same shit. area. And so uh, this person that works at my comic book store uh, was telling me that uh, they were at the con and then just walked out and started peddling books at the Pride Parade too. And I was nice. like, amazing. Like, I love that. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we have a stacked, very, very stacked uh, <laughs> episode. So recommendations are going to come next episode unless you had some albums you wanted to dish right now but we have um, nothing that i want to recommend that's not on this playlist ever i've been listening basically as people are giving me songs for this playlist i've been listening to them so oh nice 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 <laughs> yeah 
um there there is one now that's been orientation but i want to i want for another full episode where you and i can just like break it down and it's going to okay. repeat so we'll 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 dissect it by then so oh yeah recommendations for later um let's get down to talking to all these beautiful queer people and for the first time or for the first one i'm actually really excited to get to get to talk to them um but before we get to them um we have a position to get to uh keith take it away from this from here sure so for our first track uh, we actually came to the realization that a very important queer artist, probably the most legendary queer artist on the planet, isn't on the playlist yet. And that's kind of us. That's kind of on us. <laughs> we really know. should be better at this shit. But I think you and me get in our get on our own bullshit and put the stuff we really want to be on there. And it's not like, you know, we don't think obvious a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're going to rectify that now because since the Pride Jukebox episode is back this year. We're going to start the the playlist with Elton John, The Bitch is Back, which Perfect. is a great fucking Perfect. song. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's our first pick. Excellent. For the ju- the jukebox's own uh, pick in- into its own jukebox uh, slot. That's perfect. That's perfect. And now for one of my favorite people of all time. And for our first guest... A returning visitor to the island of Jukebox Vertigo, one of the people that we love so much to have on here as much as we can, and one of the creators of one of our favorite comics ever, Justin Richards. Welcome to the show. Ah, what an intro. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I also love being here, obviously. I keep coming back, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm excited to have you. Um, I say it every time. This is our favorite episode to do every year. Uh, we love doing the Pride episode. We love reaching out to all these different people we care about. And obviously, you're one of those people. And yeah, it's just fun to make a playlist and to give acknowledgement to, you know, all these different queer artists of different types. So uh, once again, very happy to have you on the show to do so. I love Pride as well. Uh, and I love being here. Like I said, love the show love this concept and yeah it's always fun just celebrating being queer and getting to be who we want to be and who we are yeah exactly yeah well um of course i do want to go ahead and kind of lead in before we get to your pick i do want to kind of get an idea i've been asking everybody what like who is like the first artist that jumped out at you that you realized that they weren't entirely straight they weren't entirely cis that you know that that because that's a, I think that's a kind of a big thing to a lot of people is to realize, you know, to see yourself, um, you know, on the stage, essentially, is the idea. So I think that's kind of interesting. Is there like a story behind it? Is there something that jumps out at you about it? Or, or is there a specific person? I would say I, I'm going to be, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to, I'm going to use two answers because there's <laughs> one that's like the true, like the true answer is Freddie Mercury. And, uh, like, <laughs> I remember seeing him and just realizing like he was not the same and he was, you know, a God amongst men, basically. Right. Uh, that voice is just insane <laughs> and always has like been legendary in my mind. And so that was one, but that I feel like that dates me wrong. Cause I'm not that old. <laughs> so one that stood out from like my era when I was a kid, was uh, Marilyn Manson. And while he's not queer, per se... Uh, oh, yeah. He's definitely queer, you know? In a way. <laughs> he's a weird, weird performer that stands out. And I remember yeah. 
my dad very adamantly hating him and like not wanting me to watch his music videos. And so I watched the shit out of those music videos. Yeah, there was a certain certain time where Marilyn Manson was, you know, the thing parents hated. Hated. Yeah. And now, I, I mean, we have other reasons to hate Marilyn Manson, which yeah, I won't get into now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. Um, He's not great. Yeah, not not the best person in the world. But uh, I do remember, yeah. like, it was the moment when I was watching like the MTV Music Awards, and he like tore up a Bible live on stage, and that yeah, was, I was like, oh, this is different. This is weird. This is I will I will say, um, Freddie Mercury definitely. I agree with you on there. Um, yeah, one I, that I, um, I haven't haven't really brought up, and this is an ongoing debate online is. I do think at a young age, I realized that Kurt Cobain was not entirely cis. You know, like, yeah. I don't want to put a label on somebody who's not here to approve the label. Right. But, you know, that's an ongoing debate online about that. And I think I, I kind of picked up on that when I was very young that, oh, I, this guy's, you know. I could he, see it. Yeah. If you watch like any of the good documentaries that have come out about like him or Nirvana, uh, there was, <laughs> there's a good one on HBO. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like actually produced and approved by his daughter. And oh, stuff cool. Like that. So they had like actual journal, like you could see his terrible handwriting, like actual journal uh, entries and stuff like that. And like recordings and of like him and Courtney, like hanging out at home, stuff like wow. that. So it's a really cool look at him. And yeah, I could definitely see it. Like, obviously he didn't identify that way and he's not here to do it now, but. Yeah, I can see it for sure. Well, awesome. Okay, so let's get to the playlist itself. Uh, You get a chance to add one song of your choice. And tell me, tell me, tell me, what song are we adding this year? So I'm going to go with a modern artist. uh, One that I appreciate a lot as a fellow they, them, and seeing somebody (laughs) else represent me in that that, uh, genre that I really like. I'm going to go with Halsey, uh, You Should Be Sad, which is a killer song. I love Halsey. Um, Very polarizing artist. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody on this show would appreciate this, but (laughs) luckily you're talking to me. More pop music on this playlist. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I really, really appreciate this song. So uh, why'd you pick this song? Well, for one... um, this is the first song that I saw Halsey, like that introduced me to Halsey when they mm-hmm. performed it on SNL live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both like their performance of it and like it has, it's a pop song with a guitar solo, so to speak. It's not like a crazy, awesome, you know, shredding guitar solo, but it's a really <laughs> cool, like, it's a cool riff, basically that I really dig and it stood it just stood out and it it's super catchy and obviously like watching them perform it live like they're a beautiful person it very much just stood out in my mind and made me <laughs> kind of a Halsey fan like from the get I was almost like okay I'm in like what else do you have for me <laughs> right and uh and then on top of that the 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 theme of the song you should be say it's like a definite like breakup like a letter to an ex, like kind of fuck you, you know, or, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it is. And, and it's like, you know, I'm glad that we're, that I never, you know, ruined my life with you any longer than I needed <laughs> to kind of thing. And sometimes that's just a nice feeling to share with somebody. I don't know. Yeah. 
Given your uh, past projects, your past uh, self-funding projects, it makes sense for you to pick something about a strong emotion. So I like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you got me. Guilty as charged. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for your contribution. Please fill in uh, your plugs. How can we reach you? Any upcoming projects? Whatever you want to talk about. Uh, reaching me is always uh, at emo comic writer on the socials. Uh, I'm still around on Twitter uh you know for now yeah and yeah. uh i'm on the the instagram as well that's probably the two best spots to find me still for now um i have a mastodon if you can find me on there i will also interact uh but any <laughs> i forget the whole my entire username on there <laughs> so sorry uh, as far as plugs go, I don't have anything like this second coming out. Um, so I'll say go check out Finger Guns. It's available anywhere and everywhere. Always uh, recommend. 100%. <laughs> and uh, enjoy the pain that comes with it. And then, <laughs> you know, uh, keep uh, keep your hopes for, for more potentially. You know, we'll say that. Awesome. Um, and then I'll, if you do, I'll follow me on the socials. I do have a project coming soon. <laughs> It'll be on Kickstarter, but not through myself. Yeah. It'll be through a new publisher. Okay. Um, so uh, keep your eyes open for that as well. Awesome. All right, everybody. We'll make sure to follow Justin because it's all good stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll go on to our next guest. And our next guest is a very familiar face to the Jukebox Rotogo fans out there. One of our fellow certain POV members. Everybody welcome, JD. Hello, I am here. Hello. <laughs> I'm back, fuckers. You're becoming a regular. <laughs> Good. In like two or three more, more visits, you'll have more, more appearances than anyone that's actually a part of the main cast, I think. So. Good. Good. <laughs> that's really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are glad to have you as always. Um, so obviously we're here talking about our pride picks and uh, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Been having a lot of fun picking people's brains. Um, so I just wanted to ask you a bit about just, you know, queer music in general, uh, about <laughs> like the impact on you, maybe a specific artist, maybe if there is a specific memory or something like that as how far it impacted you because you're young and you're much younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> there weren't there weren't a lot when I was growing up. So like I'm a yeah. baby. Um so yeah, go kind of talk to me about your experiences. Yeah. Uh so I I was told beforehand that uh someone already already mentioned Nirvana. Nirvana was was kind of formative to me when I was getting into rock music just because like I grew up with country music and I exclusively listened right. to that until I was nine. And then while getting into rock music, I was like you know, I was listening to a lot of the 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 ones that everyone knows. I was listening to, you know, everything from like Foghat to Pat Benatar to Guns N' Roses and 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 then like Rage Against the Machine and and and, and shit like that. And right. So at some at some point, I think one of my first big queer artists had to be one one of like the more the one of the most formative for rock for me and that's elton john yeah and i love i love elton i mean he's a legend right like (laughs) i i i can say without without hesitation that goodbye yellowick road is my favorite album of all time it's 
an wow. incredible, incredible album from top to bottom. And probably my, f- and then, and, and uh, yeah, I think, I think my favorite song on there is probably good, but is the title track good by Yellow Brick Road. Um, but I find myself, yeah, I find myself just like randomly singing, um, Danny Bailey or, uh, Sweet Painted Lady just like, <laughs> off the top of my head. They'll just like come out of my, they'll just yeah. come out and just boom. I'm all of a sudden singing Sweet Painted Lady, like while I'm doing the dishes or something. And it's, it's just yeah. there. And he's just like a part of my daily. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road is my favorite Elton John song too. By the way, it's it's that's my favorite Elton John song too. Yeah, I was so happy to it's hear great. it in yeah. Rocket Man. <laughs> it was like you got to have one song off of that album. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, all right, awesome. Well, let's get to your pick. Uh, so you get one pick this time, and is what it? artist and song are we bringing to the table today? So, uh, this is an interesting pick. Um, because I actually, as I mentioned to you before, I did not know that this artist was queer until very recently, until I looked at her social media. Um, cause I was like, is she, um, she is, uh, she only came out very recently. Um, and this is, uh, the artist dressage, which I feel, I have a feeling oh, there are a lot of people who are going to be listening to this and going, who, um, which I understand. <laughs> uh, like I, I discovered, I actually discovered her through another artist I listened to, Andrew Huang, uh, who uh, is a YouTuber on top of being a, an incredible musician. Um, and he has, for the past couple of years, done um, a series of videos called uh, like four producers, one sample or one song. And what he'll do is he'll take, uh-huh. he'll he'll invite uh, three other producers slash musicians to. Uh, come partake in a project where he will send each of them the same sample and all four of them use the same sample to create a new song uh, where they where like the sample is used to uh, like create instruments and, 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 and the melody and, and, and then they just add their own shit on top of that and there was one video where they used that the sample they used was a snippet from Andrew's song uh, like a song that he had made years prior. Wow. And this was back in 2020. Um, and like, and actually the song that the Andrew himself made around the song that he had originally made, it's called miss you. And it's a great song. Everyone go check it out. Um, but the first song that's in that video is the song by this artist dressage. Uh, and it's a song called holy. And there are two other songs also called holy that are by queer artists that I could have gone with. I could have gone with the one by Zolita or the one by, by King Princess, and they're both incredible. But uh, this song, ever since it came out, I have listened to it at least once a day, every day since it came out back in 2020. So for the past three years, I've listened to the song probably about a thousand times, and I've never gotten tired of it. It is one of the most beautiful pieces of music that one could ever come up with the and the fact that it's also just all her all her on this track is just her taking this song that was you know made by a friend of hers and then adding in her own synths her own drums and then just this incredible vocal track laid on top of it and Sometimes I'm like ever to every time I listen to it, I'm like I still don't really, like actually know what it's about. 
I don't know exactly what she's going for with it, but I don't care. I love the feeling <laughs> that I get whenever I listen to that song. So does my child. Right. <laughs> you want to be on the, you want to be on, yeah, there we another go. You have host. another guest here. You have smoke. <laughs> That's our fourth animal guest host of the show. <laughs> Night. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, JD, for your pick. Uh, go ahead and give me your plugs, your social media, any projects you're working on, anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm working. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JD underscore Martin underscore, because there are apparently a lot of JD Martins out there. And, uh, yeah, I'm 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 there. Uh, no podcasting at the moment, other than uh, you will find me on uh, on an upcoming of Jukebox Vertigo, uh, on, on an upcoming episode of Jukebox Vertigo. Uh, most likely, I'll I'll be back. Uh, yeah, m- m- most likely. <laughs> awesome. All right, thank you so much, JD. Thank you. And of course, it wouldn't be an episode of Jukebox Vertigo without checking in with our third musketeer, Amanda. Hello, it's me. I'm here. I'm really excited to be a part of uh, Pride this year. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm I'm excited to have you. You weren't here last year, and uh, yeah, it um it's a lot of fun. It's our favorite episode to do every year, and uh, I'm you know again I'm excited to have you. So, um, as you know, uh, we are each only get one song, but I just want to talk to you a bit about queer music in general. Like, uh, talk to me about like your like your impressions and your history with queer music, specifically like. Are there artists that jump out at you that specifically like you were like maybe the first first artist you were really into and realized they were queer or is there like a queer artist that really inspired you? Anything like that? So this is a really weird topic for me to talk about. Um, uh, my brother, as long as I've been aware, has been gay and out and, um, you know, proud about it. And so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to like think back to a time when it shocked me that someone was gay because that's just or queer in a, in any kind of way because that's just something that's been in my life since I was a child that I never really thought twice about it was something that I learned was something that people were bullied for and like were you know um a thought less than for mm-hmm. um when I was older when I was in like high school and you know started to hear those things um so when I think about like queer artists from when I was younger, I don't know that I have a good answer for that. Um, I think that my first thought goes to a lot of the icons, like Freddie Mercury, of course, yeah. you know, um, people that stood at the forefront of everything before um, it was more culturally acceptable to be queer. Right. Yeah. And didn't just do so, but also dominated, like became legendary, conquered the world, you know, I, him, him and Elton John are the two that pop in my head as that qualifying for that, like become some of the biggest artists in the world. And that's, that's really cool, you know, so awesome. Well, uh, we are here to add a track to the playlist. Uh, so please tell me what song are we going to be adding this time? All right. So when I was thinking about this, I wanted to pick somebody who was an icon. I mean, you know, I, I could have gone with Freddie Mercury, but he's he's had his time on the playlist. We will always love him forever. But um, I wanted to pick someone who was not already on the playlist and who was um, somebody who was open and out and was, you know, an icon in that sort of way. Um, And back, you know, from a time before it was more culturally acceptable. Not that it's like super easy to deal with now, but um, I went with George Michael um, and my favorite song, the one that I have to put on for pride is going to be Freedom. 
Hell yeah. It's a great song and a great artist that I think sometimes gets lost in the conversation uh, because during the era, like there were a lot of really big, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, personalities. Um, and he had like a very unique look. Um, very hot, I will say. <laughs> like, like and yeah, but this is also the era that gave us like, uh, like Boy George and like, you know, lots of, and like even like Billy Idol, who, you know, had a very striking look, very striking personality. George Michael was a little more, like lower key than them so i think he gets lost a lot but he's great he's got a great voice like yeah uh, yeah he, he was always um kind of a private person about his private life so mm-hmm. um i can see why it it wasn't you know super like something that's super talked about a lot um but i i do remember vaguely him him coming out and like the conversation around that like probably some weird like i watched something on vh1 back in the day um that discussed it you know um, but yeah, I, I think Freedom was like a a really great song to highlight because it's kind of like an anthemy song, I think, for right. him. So yeah, that's that's my pick. Yeah, yeah. and it, it is really cool to see how far he's come since Wham. You know what I mean? Like, totally. like everywhere you go, go into Freedom. Freedom's great. <laughs> like Freedom could be like like almost a Springsteen song. It's like that anthemic you're like like you're saying. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So Awesome. All right. Well, go ahead and give us uh, your quick plugs before we let you go. Oh, yep. You can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mandalodon. Awesome. And up next, well, everybody's my favorite here, but one of my absolute favorites to the nerd community. Everybody, please welcome the Toku Zaddy of the of the YouTube community. Everybody, please welcome Hot Kaylee's. I was like slightly, slightly honored because you were like my favorite here. And then you were like, psych, actually, I fucking hate this guy. I love everybody here, though. My favorite toku zaddy of the YouTube community. You literally only know one. That's a worse intro than before. <laughs> <laughs> Jump counts now, right? Was that two? Or was that the one? Jump counts. No, you're right. Jump counts. Yeah. <laughs> so he, uh, him, him as well. So, yeah. I mean, the competition's there. <laughs> I love what yeah. you do. I love what all of you guys do. Great community. It really, again, it, re- it reignited my love for, for the uh, Tokusatsu as a whole, not just for for the big kaiju monsters. So th- thank you. Thank you, Hawk. Uh, Everybody needs some Japanese Power Rangers in their life. It's all right. <laughs> exactly. God, Kikai Sentai Zenkaiju <laughs> for the win. Which makes right. me feel bad because I feel like I should have picked a Japanese Power Ranger song for this episode, and I didn't <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Are a lot of the Sentai actors LGBT? Uh, I don't think many of them are, actually. Okay. <laughs> Japan's a whole different world, but that's, a, that's a whole different, that's world. A different that's episode. True. <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, we're here to pick your brain for music, as we're just talking about. Um, but b- before we get to your pick, because we hardly get to talk, I need, I need to know. And also, you, you'd be uh, doing Keith a favor, too, because uh, you're such a big <laughs> uh, pop fan. What have you been listening to lately? I just want to know. What are your current jams? Uh, I am super into... Uh, right now, I'm like this, on this big pop punk kick. Um, Spotify threw a playlist at me called like Indie Energy that I've been just jamming to at the gym all week. Um, but I'm a gigantic fan of a band called The Wonder Years. Who is like big pop punk band. And uh, the lead singer side project is called Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. Just got to see them in concert a few months ago. 
and I've just been stuck on them ever since. Their concert is basically a wrestling show where like the whole thing is a show. The in-betweens are Nick. in character of this character of Aaron West that he plays throughout the entire show. Oh, that's cool. Nice. I actually never knew about that about their shows. Yeah. He's like he's like drinking, he's like getting belligerently drunk, but like fake the whole show. And like <laughs> he's talking they're talking about going back to their jobs in New Jersey and installing garage doors and they're like our record execs are here, and if they would hurry up and figure out if they want to give us another record deal for the next record, then we could not go back to our stupid fucking job. And like <laughs> the band just starts playing, and he's like, "Okay, next song." And the whole nice. the whole show is an overarching, basically a musical, but of the, their CDs, and I think it's really good. Uh, but I've been stuck on that for the past months in a row. That's awesome. You do go to my way when do you see a new uh, Wonder Years release, dude? They're they're uh, Greatest Generation, ten years old this year, and uh, they're coming to LA in September. And I'm like, man, I really can't miss that one. So I know I have yet to go to one of those like anniversary uh, sets where they just like a cover to cover for just the album. Um, one day, I I I almost thought of uh, going to the Census Bale, um, the, the the high school one that we used to fucking listen to all the time. Yeah, <laughs> the first one <laughs> was calling all and cards he- and everything. The yeah. one before that one. Oh, okay. Anyway, so well, we're here. Well, well, real quick, real quick. You, oh, you got yeah. to ask him a question. I have to ask him a question. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, so Hawk, as a fellow wrestling fan, you keep up with wrestling still, right? Absolutely. Who should beat Roman Reigns? Oh, it's Ooh. so hard. It's Eddie? so Whoa. hard because, like, there's if if you would ask me six months ago, it was Sami Zayn, and I Royal Rumble time came around and everything, and I was like. And why isn't Sami Zayn here? How do you not put Sami Zayn in this? Elimination <laughs> Chamber came around, and I was like, we're so close to WrestleMania, but this atmosphere you're not going to get again. They're in Canada. Like, put it on Sami Zayn. <laughs> uh, and then I was at WrestleMania night two. I was at yeah. the show huh? when when just all the air got sucked out of the room when he pinned <laughs> Cody for the three. I have never felt just electricity around me just die in a millisecond. <laughs> it- no one left that show happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of when Lesnar beat Taker for the streak. Yeah, the crowd, and, the crowd didn't boo; they just stopped. Yeah, the, prob- <laughs> the problem was there was nothing after this because, like, Lesnar beat yeah. Taker, and then you have Daniel Bryan on top of the world, and you end the night happy. Yes, we all went home pissed, and like, <laughs> it's a big stadium. It was a long walk to the car. Everyone's sad. I was walking along tears. I thought it was raining. Um, he- just puddles along the streets. Uh, now, obviously, I'm like, well, it's got to be Jay Uso or Jimmy Uso, one of the two. Um, oh. I think they're going to hold out for Cody as much as I don't want them to because I think the opportunity is gone. Uh, if you are asking me right now in this moment and you want to make a megastar, you already have one in LA Knight. So I think, it, I think my answer would be LA Knight. I love LA Knight. I don't think he's... I don't think he's him. <laughs> I don't think to, he's beating Roman either, to, but... To quote the NXT champion, he ain't him. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? I would, so, we're yeah. so far into the story now. Like, we're so far to the point where they're like, we, we don't even need Roman to defend this title every month anymore. That I think you get the least likely person and just get it, let him get the surprise victory and just yeah. skyrocket that person. As long as it's not The Rock. That's all I care about. Yeah, exactly. Like, they wanted to build... They yeah. wanted to build another rock or whatever out of Roman. Now I think it's time to build another Rey Mysterio and just Ooh. let someone that you would never expect get the win and be like, this guy Santos, baby. Roman. I love me some Santos. That would be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. We're talking about music, no wrestling. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
highlighting that it is Pride Month. And Hawk, we're here to, uh, to get your uh, Pride pick for the jukebox. So if you can please share your entry to the jukebox for this year. I had to pick something for the jukebox that I figured no one else would pick. And I wanted something that has actually legitimately been on my on-repeat playlist for a while. Um, I love the song Read My Mind by Rebecca Black. Nice. The same Rebecca Black of <laughs> Friday fame who released her first official album uh, last year. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, just <laughs> such a long history following you for with this one song and then mm-hmm. you finally make your debut out. Sometimes, sometimes it does take a while. But yep. <laughs> what yeah, this year, I'm looking at it. Yeah, February of 23 was her yeah, first official album. Read my mind, not on that album, from a from a different collab she did in 2021. But uh, it's a banger of a song. I I love this pick because, I mean, obviously, everybody knows the story of Friday. Mm. Uh, and she was really kind of taken advantage of, you know what I mean? Like, she was a child, and now she has this hanging over her neck her entire life. So her getting a second chance at, you know, making music that she wants to make <laughs> and it actually being good is one of the coolest things that no one's talking about. And I really think that's a great choice. So yeah, that's that's pretty much the thing. Is like you say, Rebecca Black, and people are like, "Oh, a Friday? Like that's on your playlist?" And I was like, "No, no, no! Like listen to the new stuff that she does, or like the music, any music after Friday." And it's like a hella redemption story. Like she didn't. Oh, absolutely. Friday isn't the sound she is now. She's more of a a Carly Rae Jepsen esque, um, yep. with a little harder edge on it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. more of a like an electro pop sometimes a little yeah. bit too. Yeah, yeah. No, and fun fact, she is the daughter of a Mexican immigrant, which a lot of people don't know. So that's I really know cool. That. Yeah, her mom is her mom uh, came here from Mexico. So nice. yeah. yeah. I'm just hitting all the check boxes today. Did you say I was like went viral immigrant? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we Taken advantage of. <laughs> I'm just you got nowhere to go put it up from here. <laughs> Idol redemption story. Let's go. Awesome. So far, so good. Uh, this collective uh, collective of songs are gathering so, so nicely. So thank you. Thank you, Hawk, so much. Uh, so definitely uh, thank you for your time and insert your plugs. Any shout outs? No problem. Yeah. Uh, I'm Hawkillies. If you like Japanese Power Rangers, Kamen Rider, um, American Power Rangers, too, because that's g- going to be a different thing pretty soon. Um, Godzilla, all that kind of stuff. You can find me over on YouTube.com slash Achilles. I stream uh, every week on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Achilles as well, where we watch the newest episodes of this stuff where you can follow along with that, just like Josue does to get his uh, toku addiction filled. Toku cheesies are important. Toku cheesies <laughs> important. They are. Um, but I'm excited to hear the the rest of this playlist. It'll probably be on, on my uh, Spotify for a while. Awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> and next, another returning certain POV member to the jukebox. Everybody, please welcome Matt. Hey. Hey, I'm so happy to have you on for this episode. Uh, we always appreciate having Matt on, uh, but specifically the Pride uh, episode that we we had you on uh, last year, and uh, that was actually, I believe, the first time you and I recorded together. Correct. That was my first appearance, and then I showed up for Best Soundtracks uh, <laughs> a little while after that. And that was before I was on Screen Snark or anything, so yeah. You're correct, yeah. That was our first time talking. That was really great. So, um, 
So it's you and me again. Josue couldn't make it. Uh, but Jose, hey, Josue, you're on my list. That's it, man. <laughs> he's too responsible. That's the problem. He just yeah, says, well, he's God working bless too him. hard. <laughs> we love you, bro. Uh, so we are here to talk about music as always. Is there anything you've been listening to lately you want to bring up? Because you always have great opinions on music, and I want to get that out there. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, uh, the things I've been obsessing over recently is the latest Fallout Boy, which I really like. I think it's a great blend of their old stuff and their newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, jamming on the Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack. I think it's better than Enter the Spider-Verse, um, which I also really like. But I really like Across the Spider-Verse's soundtrack better. Um, and then mm-hmm. one that I know we've both been geeking out on, which is the new Kesha record, a Gag Order, oh, yeah. which is just one oh, yeah. of the most brilliant pop records and heartbreaking pop, pop records ever written. Yeah, you look at Kesha's early work and it would be so hard to imagine that this is where that Kesha would go. And it's just so good. Yeah, I love it. So, um, And yeah, I, I do kind of agree with you. So my, my opinion on the Spider-Verse soundtracks, I think the first one had the better standout songs, mm-hmm. but the second one is a better overall soundtrack. I would agree. And I think Metro Boomin being the producer for the whole record really helps that. Um, but yeah, Sunflower, I mean, you're not going to beat Sunflower. I'm not even a big Post Malone fan, but that's just such a strong song that you're yeah. not really going to top that. Yeah, and then like I was a big fan of Familia. That was like one good. of my favorite songs on the soundtrack. Good track, yeah. And then, the uh, of course, the big epic you know, climactic scene had a great song to it too. So yeah, yep. anyways. Uh, so we're here to talk about the Pride Month music and everything like that. And I want to know, uh, kind of like a background of yourself, Talk to me about your background in realizing recording artists that you appreciate, um, that you came to the realization that they might be, you know, some <laughs> form of queer, LGBTQIA, whatever. <laughs> um, and like, did that have an impression on you? Because I, I personally feel like the interactions I had with, with artists that I realized, specifically ones that were, were bi or gender fluid, really kind of influenced my ability to come to grips with myself a bit. Sure. And so I'm, I'm just curious about yourself because I've been asking everybody and it's something I'm just really curious to hear your thoughts, I guess. So it's funny. I think I was aware of queerness before I realized I was queer. For example, obviously, Boy George, one of the more famously known queer musicians. Um, I, of course, knew his work. I knew he dressed up in what I would label women's clothing at the time. And like oh. I was always like, I wonder why. But I never was like it never really it, imprinted on me i just knew that it was a big deal right that this right. artist presented this femme um even though i thought um he was a he uh and so i think that's like my earliest memory of it um i think also when uh ricky martin came out as as queer like i remember loving his stuff growing up you know especially the cup of life era where his self-titled when his self-titled album came out and live in la vida loca like it was his like like that was his huge rise. He'd been around for ages in other circles, but like right. pop stardom in the U.S. specifically um, with English speaking music um, and then came out as queer uh, many years later. Like that also kind of really impacted me. And then actually the artist I brought today that we're going to talk about in a little bit, like <laughs> they just, I knew of them as like alt rock pop stars before I knew anything about their personal histories. Um, I just knew they got limped in, lumped into like chick rock all the time, even though that right. also isn't a real genre, but you know, it's, it's funny. I don't think I really listened to music and went, Oh, 
Like I realized this is a queer narrative until I was much older. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, and even to this day, like I don't often listen to an artist and go, I wonder if they're queer. I mean, also my brain is like, I'm yeah. the opposite of the norm. I assume yeah. you're queer until proven straight. That's my yeah. brain. Everybody's pan. Okay. Yeah. Everybody. And then you put, you put what limitations on your pansexualness you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so like, that's yeah. kind of where my brain is at most of the time too. Nice. Um, that, that's really interesting. I, I think it's, you know, um, myself, uh, I think I, I specifically mentioned like, uh, bi, um, because yeah. that's what I am. I'm bisexual. And I, one of the things that I think I always fought because I was raised very ignorantly in Texas and, and, and Oklahoma, and I want to make sure it's clear. It wasn't my family. My family is very accepting and loving. Um, but the fact that like, I was like, there's an aesthetic that I didn't have. So I'm like, well, I'm, I'm obviously not queer because I, I don't look like that. You know what I mean? And then right. I started hearing about people that I'm like, what? like I opened my mind and like the one that got me was Billy Joe Armstrong from Green oh, Day. Sure. Yeah. I was like, he's bi, but he looks like a normal guy, you know, like <laughs> dumb young Keith. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's what they look like dumbass like yeah so uh, i was just curious i always want to ask people about that so awesome well let's get to your pick matt this year what is the one and only pick that you're adding to the playlist so my one and only pick this year is by a band i mentioned a moment ago it was one of the earliest queer bands that i recognized uh which is of course tegan and sarah a <laughs> lesbian duo who are sisters so they're not together but they are lesbians with other humans not themselves um but i i've loved their stuff since way back in the day um and then i kind of didn't listen to them for a while and then i met my spouse who's a giant fan of theirs and like we have Ooh. some of our songs or their songs like cheesy bs like that and uh like i then in anticipation of seeing them in concert last year i listened to a bunch of their albums again and got like re re fell in love with them and then really fell in love with their most recent album, Crybaby, which I know you were a fan of as well. Um, but that actually, loving that album as much as I did, made me go back and listen to older albums that I hadn't listened to in a while. And one of them was an album called Sainthood, which came out in 2009. Um, mm -hmm. Big singles off of that were uh, Hell, and I believe um, Sentimental Tune was a, uh, was a single, as well as Don't Alligator. Rush. I think that Alligator, Alligator was single, also yeah. a single. Yeah, yeah. And so my... My song for the playlist this year is the song Hell by Tegan and Sarah. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. It's one of my favorite songs by them ever. It has an incredibly ridiculous music video. Um, and it's just one of those songs that I listen to a lot to feel something, um, mm -hmm. especially the the patter of the chorus, you know, how like the verses lead into the chorus and like the flow of it. It's just something that's fun to sing along to. And the words are really easy to remember. And mm -hmm. so it, it's become a thing. And also the word hell I have identified with on a multitude of levels over the last several years, especially both being queer and just existing in the United States during a pandemic and then everything else before and after in the last, like, let's say five to six years because of a certain president. Um, anyway, so <laughs> like, I, I just think that this is an important song because I don't think it's an inherently negative song, even though it's called hell. I think a lot of it is like, about recognition and understanding and like processing. And I think that this song has been a, a really big help in my emotional state to process feelings, especially over the last few years as I've rediscovered it and become really into it. Yeah, no, definitely. 
Um, I 100% agree with this pick. I love Tegan and Sarah. I think they're great. Funny story I have about Tegan and Sarah I like to tell. Um, I was at a Killers concert. We were outside waiting to get in. I was with my friends. I was with my friend Albert. And we were surrounded by people. And we were holding court, if you will, uh, okay. where there was like four of us, but there were like 12 people involved in our conversation around us. And we brought, we brought up Tegan and Sarah. And my friend Albert did not know they were sisters. He thought they were lovers. Oh, no. And so he's going on and on. And we're all like looking at each other. Like all, all these people we just met. And we're like, does he not know? And we're like, they're sisters. He's like, no, they're not. They're lesbians. I'm like, lesbians can be sisters. <laughs> I distinctly remember this moment. And so when you said that, when you made that specific like context, I was like, I m- immediately remembered that. It was like, yes, excellent. So I love that. Also, um, I would be remiss not to bring this up because I'm a comic book podcaster as well. Tegan and Sarah's uh, production company have the rights to Destiny New York, which is one of my favorite comics of all time. And oh, they're nice. going to make an adaptation of it. I highly recommend it. Huh. It's gay as hell, and I yeah. love it. <laughs> so awesome. Well, awesome. I, I love having you on here, Matt, of course. Uh, so I want to give you a chance to give me any plugs you want to plug. Uh, throw it out. We'll throw it on right here. Sure. Uh, well, thank you again for having me. I love being a part of the show. I'm excited to come back on a main topic someday and break everyone's brains with my picks. Um, my favorite thing about our Discord, which I'll promote, you can find it at certainpov.com. You can find a permanent invite link to that Discord server. We have a music channel where we have different topics we talk about. And just about every album I post or song I post, either you'll say you'll check it out and then mm-hmm. you end up liking it or you already like it and tell me why you really like it and so i just i feel like we have similar bizarre ass wide net tastes in music that kind of catch everything mm-hmm. and it's just so fun to have those conversations um but yeah thank you for having me um i am always excited to be on the show and uh yeah folks want to check me out uh, the best place to go is djstormageddon.com it has all of my podcasts there it has uh my merch store it has the brand new patreon for fun and games podcast if you're a fan of video games uh, it's a video game discussion podcast that also features smaller bite size um, episodes uh, when the main show isn't on about a game you love and why you love it. Keith has done an episode on the first Coffee Talk, which actually got me to finally play the Coffee Talk, the first Coffee Talk game. Um, and I, uh, I still haven't played the sequel. I bought it the day it came out. I just haven't had a chance. You'll get to it. It's really great. I think you're going to love it. Um, okay. I'm curious your thoughts on where the story goes because it's... Yeah. It's interesting, but be that as it may, if you're a fan of video games, definitely check out Fun and Games and our Patreon. If you like TV and movie, Keith has also been on that show. We do Screen Snark, me and Rachel Quirky Shank, and it's a podcast about our guests and the wonderful most recent thing they've watched and we discuss. And then I also have Reignite, which is a Bioware podcast. We finished the Mass Effect franchise and now we're doing Dragon Age Origins, which has been a trial, but I'm still enjoying (laughs) it. Uh, Yeah, and if you want to find me, uh, if you have Blue Sky, I'm DJ Stormageddon on Blue Sky because they don't like underscores. Otherwise, uh, Twitter, I am holding court on the Fun and Games pod Twitter because I got banned for calling out turfs. So, which happy is a pride, bunch of everyone. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, happy pride, everyone. Elon <laughs> Musk is a cis hetero white shithead. Anyway, yep. Uh, but yeah, that's my plugs. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. And next up, a comic book creator that I was very excited to get on this show. Someone that was just recently on my radar. And if you listen to our sister show, We Have Issues, you know about this 
book that I want to talk about, which uh, is Griffin Galaxy's Most Wanted. Please welcome Ben Khan. Ah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it has been so great uh, hearing everything y'all got to say about Griffin. Thank you so much for reading and supporting the book. And it is wonderful being here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I mean, like I said, I was excited to have you on. Um, I love getting like getting to know like indie comic creators and uh, some of our reoccurring guests are indie comic book creators that we've gotten to know. And I, I really enjoyed Griffin and it was something I bought on a whim. Um, if you if, again, if you see when I post about the show, I read like 40 comics a week. So if something just grabs me in the store, I pick it up and that's kind of Griffin. I didn't hear any, oh, you know, anything about it. I just took one look at it. I'm like, I got to read that, don't that's, I? Like, that's the best. That's the best. Someone just finding it in the store and picking it up. I mean, that was what made it so special getting it out into stores was knowing that there would be people that were just going to find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're curious about where you can find Griffin, uh, you can definitely order it at your local comic shop. Or you can uh, purchase all three double-sized issues directly at MassivePublishing.com. Thanks. Yeah, and I know um, that Whatnot is like a publishing thing that we're just now getting into, that we're just now uh, seeing. I think Griffin's my second Whatnot book, you know, like so. Um, But yeah, again, I'm very excited to have you on here. This is probably our favorite episode we do every year, uh, which is our Pride episode, of course. And we are here to talk about Loud uh, and proud. Queer, exactly. Yeah, queer books of all types. Um, everyone involving our show down to the producer level is queer in some way. And so it's a big thing for us to do this. And we love doing it. And that's why we love sharing it with as many friends as we can. So uh, because you've never been on Jukebox Vertical before, the first thing we want to know is what kind of music do you listen to? Well, what's generally in your player right now? So my music taste can really change depending on what I'm writing and what I'm working on. So for when I was working on Griffin, uh, you had a lot of stuff like uh, My Name is Thunder by The Bloody Beat Roots, uh, Destroyer by Saint Motel, Corn snuck its way in there for some of the action <laughs> scenes, uh, and a lot of, um, you know, L.A. 2000s riot girl bands, you know, uh, Go Betty Go, Betty Blowtorch. And then just a lot of fun stuff like, uh, you know, some uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and Black Pistol Fire to just get that wild, crazy, you know, devil may care attitude. Uh, <laughs> for my current uh, project that I'm writing that hasn't been announced yet, but because that's the way it is in comics. You can never right. actually talk about what you're working on right then and there. It'd be like, <laughs> oh, this is fun. Can't wait to talk about this in a year. <laughs> uh, I'm listening to a lot of uh, anime soundtracks. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> a lot of Blue Locks, Haikyuu. Uh, you know, some of, I got uh, the theme song from the One Piece Red, a little bit of that first ending from Naruto, uh, Ikazuchi from the Yoshida Brothers, one by Mob from Mob Psycho 100. So just a <laughs> lot, a lot of anime vibes in this new one. Just that tidbit makes me very excited for this project. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, so yeah, it definitely sounds like you're you're similar to us. Very very varied with your musical styles, and um, it sounds like a, obviously a lot of like not the most mainstream bands, which I definitely know my co-host will certainly appreciate. Um, yeah, like when I was writing really cool. Heavenly Blues, it was a lot of electro swing. 
<laughs> it, That's awesome. it really, it really uh, yeah, what I'm writing really ends up kind of taking the reins on what I'm listening to. That makes sense. I, I used to be like that because I, I, before I was a podcaster, it would be a lot of what I was working on. But now I listen to everything because we're a music show. So <laughs> that's cool, though. Okay, so before we get to your pick, uh, I just wanted to kind of like ask you, like, growing up, if if it goes back this far, uh-huh. but when's the first time you really started realizing like there are like queer artists like who's the first artist that jumped out at you as like oh that's a queer person someone that you you know because that's a big deal when uh for whether you're you know lesbian gay bi trans whatever you are the first time you see someone you can identify with i mean it's not gonna be an inspiring story (laughs) it's not gonna be a nice story it's gonna be me being as my cat tries to sit on top of my audio box uh (laughs) It's not going to be a very nice story. It's going to be me being mean in the 2000s because that's what we did in the 2000s. We were mean. And it's, you know, you're fucking middle school. You see NSYNC cool fucking dancing around. You're like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Sure, I'm sure all five of them like ladies. Yep, I'm buying that. The odds of that happening. <laughs> yup, like, this is yeah. checking out. That's great. Hey. I'll tell you this. At mid nineties, I was a young boy. I lived in Oklahoma and I had long blonde hair. So <laughs> you will not believe the handsome comparisons I got. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, you got and plenty so of, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you had people just yell like mm, Bob out the window like as the as they yeah. pass by, yeah. And it didn't work for the girls. It's not like the girls were like, Yeah, handsome. No, that's not no. how I work. <laughs> so I got you. That's great. Well, let's talk about your pick. Um, so we are building a playlist. Featuring all queer artists. And um, I'm very excited to see what you're going to bring to the table. So please give us one song by one queer artist of your choice. Yes, my queer song by a queer artist uh, is uh, Serotonin by Girl in Red. I love this pick. Um, we we actually, um, because of the order I'm recording this in, this this band was mentioned earlier in the show by someone else. And I teased them that they will be coming back up. <laughs> so yes. He's wonderful. Uh, Girl in Red uh, got plenty of listening back when we, me and my co-writer Rachel Silverstein were writing Renegade Rule. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, she has so many like great songs, you know, um, Fell in Love in October, uh, You Stupid Bitch is another personal favorite of mine, but Serotonin is the one I come back to again and again. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, for better, for worse, the deep relatability of the self-loathing, <laughs> for the fears of pushing people away, and yet for it just still being this absolutely, like, can't put it down, Bob. Yeah. It's, uh, Girl Red definitely had a, um, a pandemic vibe. It was one of, one of those, you know, like, that, like, because the EPs were right before the pandemic. And then the album, I think, dropped, like, late pandemic. It's a great so, vibe for wandering through city streets at dusk. Yes. Like, a, a lonely vibe. Like, yes. Yeah, but, yes. But not necessarily a bad lonely. Yes. Like, this time, you want to be alone, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, 100%. I agree. So, that's that's an excellent pick. I'm really excited and, to add that on. You know, just, it's a very psychological song. Like, the <laughs> self-loathing, the fear of driving people away, the fear that you are... <laughs> who you are at your worst, that who you are at your worst is who you truly are. It's 
for as much as it is a, again, absolute fucking banger, it is just, you know, just full of all that, you know, queer angst. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Great stuff. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for adding that on. And then um, I wanted to go ahead and give you a chance to plug anything you want to plug, uh, your social medias and any upcoming projects. Uh, feel free to throw them in right here. Yeah. So you can uh, check out BenConComics.com. Find me at Twitter at, at BenTheCon, Instagram at BenConComics. Like I said, uh, all three issues of Griffin from What Not Publishing are out in stores now. And you can get it, uh, you can buy them at MassivePublishing.com. But I, most of all, uh, my prose debut is coming out October 17th from Scholastic. Uh, if you're looking for a queer read, uh, this one's right up your alley. It is a middle grade tale called L. Campbell Wins Their Weekend. Uh, that is, again, from Scholastic. About a seventh grade, non-binary seventh grader, L. Campbell, uh, together with their two best friends escaping detention and trekking across town to meet their celebrity hero. Yeah, I I saw this and I was like, I, I immediately was like, I'm buying this. This sounds great. So uh, thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Prose yeah. was a very different animal than comics, but I had a, such a great time. It was <laughs> such a rewarding challenge. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've, it's definitely going to be on my list. And I have a young niece to buy things for and. I like to slip a little stuff in there her mother might necessarily like. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ben. And we're moving on to the next guest. And next up on this fabulous list is one of my personal favorites for the show. And I, I just, I freaking love uh, whenever she comes on, on to the show. Uh, so everybody, please welcome to the Pride special episode. Liza, Hi. Hey, I'm stoked to be here. Uh, the Pride Show is always one of my favorite things to do every year. Like, I actually look forward to it now. Oh, really? That's yeah, so good. Yeah, no, I was totally thinking about it like two That's months great. ahead of time this year. And I was like, oh, it's going to be like, great. Will they, will they invite me? It's like, of course, we're going to invite you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to count my chickens before they hatched, but. Ah. <laughs> You're always invited. Yeah, you have a just designated for see you for sure. Not, not just our Pride episode. You're invited to any episode you want to be on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing, too. Like, I, I would love for you to be on, on, on more actual episodes, which I'll, I'll give you a shout-out for um, West to come. Um, right. I'll for one of those. Yeah, we're, you're just always welcome here. We, we absolutely adore you here at Jukebox Vertigo. Um, so, have you been having a good Pride? Yeah, it's been it's been a good Pride month. A little bit quiet, but very, very nice. Yeah, honestly, it's like, it's, I think I, I haven't been hearing much for like events. I'm sure they were happening, but I haven't been hearing like just like you guys know, popping up over here or stuff. But I, but, but I hear you. It's, it's been quiet, but also very, relatively very, very nice. Um, so yeah, we're here to pick on your brain for your special pick for the year. Before that, though, uh, just a quick question um, for just uh, uh, queer artists. When you started discovering queer artists, um, I'm sure you started like just holding down, like you started appreciating and loving them more. Um, is it something that you just started adding, you started adding them to like all your playlists or you just like, kind of keep them more to like just a separate, a separate vibe for yourself? I would say I tend to put a lot of queer artists on all of my playlists um, just because um, I remember like as I was, you know, working out pieces of my identity and such, I started listening to a lot of queer music and just incorporating it into, you know, my regular listening while also feeling like I was engaging with a culture which 
maybe I didn't have a lot of exposure to yet, that kind of thing. Uh, but it felt like a way to bring it into my life even before I was ready to, you know, do other things like come out and actually deal with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then just naturally, I feel like I just integrate career music into all of my just regular listening and playlists and all of that. Probably most of my playlists have some. Yeah, it just has to be a staple. It's like, yeah. what am I doing wrong? You know, I guess that makes sense too. It's also like, just like when you're discovering yourself, you're discovering music at the same time. You're like, you sort of like, oh, shit, like this person was also queer. You're discovering that like you've had a queer playlist like throughout your music your whole life. So I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Like it would just naturally be everywhere. Uh, so we're here for your song. Liza, what is your pride pick for 2023? Yeah, so my pride pick for 2023 is Viz by La Tigre. One of our, our absolute uh, favorites, like you, uh, this is why I appreciate you because like your music taste is just so freaking rad and like I can always count you versus something somewhere on the lines with like the Tigre um, it's just it's always appreciated like yeah I, the jukebox appreciates you <laughs> I love great, that great yeah. and the Tigre is just an all timer for me like this island is one of my favorite records period and so mm-hmm. picking something from that record especially Viz just felt like the right move you know yeah and just to show off on the show, like you're actually going to see them soon. So I just want to. Yes, yeah, I am. Yes. Next time. I know someone excited. is going to see them soon. At least they, that kind of counts for me. <laughs> I can get you a t shirt. <sighs> okay, I'll get you 20 bucks. I'll get you 20 bucks in your hand so I can get a t shirt. Yes. All right, you got it. <laughs> I appreciate you. All right. So thank you. Thank you so much for, for your pick. Uh, if you have any shout outs or any plugs, I guess like that would have been the moment to shout out the show that you're going to go to. But do you have anything else to shout out? Oh, totally. Actually, I can talk a little bit about why I picked Biz, if that's okay. Oh, oh, I, oh yeah, sorry, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, please. Usually <laughs> they start, people start elaborating, but yeah, please go ahead. Cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to go in too much if you were going to, you know, no, no, have, you're fine. have some cool bounce back. Um, <laughs> we're cool podcast people. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just I picked Biz uh, over any other song on this island just because I feel like it's such a powerful statement about uh-huh. lesbian identity and lesbian visibility uh, in a way that I think a lot of people don't explore in mainstream popular culture. I feel like it explores and imagines kind of like a radical space where queerness is welcomed and unquestioned, but it also kind of confronts a lot of uh, issues that come up, uh, particularly in uh, lesbian identity. So the question of visibility or invisibility and really celebrates uh, lesbian visibility in a way that I think uh, still doesn't come up in a lot of music. Yeah, so, fuck yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I just, yeah, I love the boldness of that statement. Nice. No, I, hell yeah, it is. And like, Let's yeah. is just such a great band like, to like, throw out a message like that. So Absolutely, yeah. They're not shy about it. No. <laughs> well, awesome. Oh my God, so thank you. Thank you for that one. Yeah, that's totally. Um, so yeah, so now, um, any shout outs did you, uh, if you had in mind? Uh, I don't have too, too much going on, um, but if y'all want to see what I'm up to um, in my movie life, you can find me on Letterboxd at Cool Hand Liza. That's probably where I'm most active on socials these days. Hell yeah. Um, we all have at least one. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Well, th- yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll definitely be uh, seeing you, uh, seeing and hearing you sooner than the uh, next Pride uh, episode. Definitely, definitely want you on another episode. Great. Yeah, I can't wait. Thanks, Liza. Thank you. And our next guest is a newcomer to the Jukebox Vertigo. Everybody, please welcome another member of Certain POV, Frankie. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on here. Uh, We want to have every Certain POV person (laughs) on here at some point. And 
This is another one. It's another Infinity Stone in the gauntlet, you know? Hell like yeah. I really wanted to come on the last time you asked me, but then timing just really did not work that time. Yeah, we're going to get you on a full episode one day. It'll That's be the fine. plan. So, yeah. We'll make it happen. Yeah. So, uh, I'm excited to talk to you about this because it's uh, it's uh, obviously the Pride episode is me and Josue's favorite jukebox episode every year. Uh, we love doing it. Uh, being that both of us identify as queer as well as our producer, you know, it's it's something that's really important to all three of us. And that's one of the best things about coming to certain POV is there's so much, not just representation, but also like love from the general community. You guys are all really accepting of each other. And I absolutely love that because it's so cool. So Aww, that's our goal. <laughs> I mean, the whole point of being certain point of view, it started off as a Star Wars uh, like network focused on a Star Wars podcast, but it really evolved over time to be about diversity and inclusion and wanting to just have different perspectives and different points of view. Like we wanted to embody that name that we gave ourselves. And in order to do that, we can't just be a group of straight white people. Yeah. <laughs> so we <laughs> we try really hard to reach out to uh, like a larger demographic and try to like bring new voices on who haven't had the chance to be heard or anything like that uh we just we just want to uplift each other and make sure that everybody gets heard because everybody deserves it yeah definitely you guys have been super welcoming we really love being a part of the network but um like I said, you're one of the few that have not been on an episode of Jukebox Vertigo yet. Uh, yeah, so that time zone different. <laughs> I know, it's killing. Um, when I get JD on, and I was still on the in Mountain Time, all four of us were in four different time zones. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that was brutal. But yeah, no, so I want to, the first thing we always do when we have someone on is we ask them, what do you listen to? What is your musical taste? So I seem to be locked in this kind of nostalgia sense like i recently made myself a playlist called songs that make me feel like the main character because <laughs> i use music to disassociate sometimes and sometimes i just need to shut off my brain and pretend that i am a one person like stage show and like write stories in my head circled around these songs and just like just completely drift away into another universe. So a lot of my music is like pop punk, emo, um, more contemporary pop. I love musicals. Um, I also love uh, folk music, indie music. Uh, I am a sucker for Disney. I do love some country. Um a lot of my favorite artists are coming out with new music recently, which is like toying with my heart because I'm like, but I listen to the same album all the time. Now I have to learn a new one. What? I don't like that. Like I do, but I don't. I fully understand. I've, I've, I've talked about this on the show in the past, but when I listen to music, I'm filming a music video in my head. Uh -huh. That's what I'm doing. Like That's exactly what's happening. I'm writing like, a uh, YA romantic comedy surrounding the songs <laughs> from Julie and the Phantoms because that's basically what the show was. But now I'm not getting a second season, so I have to write the second season in my head using the music that I have. So it's a whole thing. <laughs> that's great, and I'm I'm glad to have another musical fan on the on the show because yes. we don't get a lot of musical fans, and 
Uh, that's one of the things when I moved to the East Coast, I was like, I can go to more musicals. It's true. Real like, ones. <laughs> like, I'm not hardcore into musicals. Yeah. I just enjoy them. Um, yeah. Like, I, I seek them out sometimes. Uh, one that re-entered my brain and is a strong earworm is the 36 Questions musical, which was Dang. a podcast musical. Because I'm obsessed with the concept of 36 Questions and what it says about intimacy. Right. Um, and the podcast itself was a very interesting look at how relationships can fall apart, even if they seem really strong. Uh, and the music is just really good. It's Jonathan Groff and uh, Jesse Shelton. Oh, I love Jonathan Groff. He's great. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really good in 36 Questions. If you haven't heard it, I recommend listening to it. Though, trigger warning for gaslighting. Oh. Uh, my spouse, for example, cannot listen to it because there's a huge thing about gaslighting in it and he's just like no thank you gotcha yeah that's that's one thing with uh a lot of musicals are there's so there's some problematic stuff packaged mm -hmm. in a pretty package <laughs> so yeah yeah uh but okay so let's talk about queer music yes uh so uh what i want to know from yourself is like what's the first artist you really can remember like thinking oh i like this person and this is a queer person so this is an out and queer person because it's so interesting to me who that first person is because I think it really impacts yourself as your queer identity depending on what age you discover at. And especially because like when I was growing up, this was the era of Lilith Fair. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, like the, this was like, oh, these women are all gay. Oh, this is awesome. You know, like, and I was, I was a young boy in Oklahoma and Texas. I was not out until I was 30s, you know? So it's always curious to see, to me to see, like, is there an artist, or maybe you don't remember the first one, but, like, the main one that really struck you, like, as not just, you know, a great artist, but also queer artist and really great representation, maybe. So. Okay. So. When I listen to music, I tend to have to do a lot of, like, rewriting in my head to kind of make it fit my situation. Mm-hmm. And... I am non-binary and pansexual. And I honestly did not think about the queerness of the music I was listening to until like around COVID time. Mm -hmm. Because that's when Girl in Red was getting really popular. Right. And that's when like sapphic music was becoming really <clears throat> is becoming really present on social media like TikTok. And that's when I was starting to be like, oh, wait, there are queer people who are making music. <laughs> yeah, and totally. I just, I never thought about it. And I don't know why I never thought about it. And it just, I don't know. I think because I just got so used to listening to music that I had to kind of gender bend in my head or I had to rewrite in my head to make it work for my disassociation scenario. <laughs> um, I just didn't think about it. And then finally I listened to a song. I was like, oh, this is a sapphic song. And it makes me think about this sapphic person that I am dating. And that is a first, like to have that experience. Um, so yeah, Girl in Red, I think was like the eye opener where I had to go back and listen to things and be like, is this gay? Is this gay? <laughs> but That's on a completely great. different track, I do have a song 
that I look back on and I'm like, oh, yeah, that song made me gay. <laughs> uh, you got to tell me then. So are you familiar with the 90s hit TV show on Disney Channel, So Weird? Yes. Do you remember the episode where um, Molly, Molly Phillips, the rock star, the rock star mom of the show, and her daughter like returned to their hometown and her mom is talking about the childhood friend she had who disappeared one day. And then it turns out that the friend is actually immortal and she doesn't age. This sounds so familiar <laughs> and I'm trying my best. Uh, Episode is called Rebecca. Okay. And Molly sings a song about Rebecca. And like, <laughs> if you look at these lyrics, they're really fucking gay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you guys were like dating and she disappeared on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so, it's crazy how much of stuff like that had to be subtext for so long. Yeah. And like, it's like, um, yeah. What were some it. of the lyrics? It was like, she's a Chiraco on the sand. She is the Nile that flows forever. Gunning a wound across the land. That is not something a straight person says about you don't, you don't their best about friend. A bro. Yeah, you don't think that about a bro. Like, man, you're yeah. such a Sirocco in the sand. <laughs> like, no, that's great. I love that. I'm going to have to yeah. look that up now. Like, I, I was looking back on that. I was like, oh, this made me gay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so let's get to the reason we are here. Yes. Uh, we are building a playlist for Pride 2023. Hell yeah. We have a variety of guests, including yourself, and we're asking you to contribute one and only one song to the playlist. So please tell me what song that's going to be. Okay. So the song itself isn't heavily queer, but the people who make it are. Uh, I'm contributing 1990-something by Sub Radio. I love this because you and I were just talking about them what two days ago yeah <laughs> like, because like, they are that. fucking brilliant they're so funny they put out uh so many queer reimaginings of songs like they put out the bye 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 how do i tell people that i'm bi parody <laughs> uh they put I, out Stacey's i haven't heard Dad. that one i need to you look up that right now i have to send you bye 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 it's really funny uh they did stacy's dad which will forever be what actually plays in my head when i hear stacy's mom uh, Stacy's dad, he, he's a real Chad. Like, yes, yes, um, it's really good. And what was the one that they did recently? They did uh, the Ron DeSantis one. Oh yeah, the Mike Kim one. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The one I the one I posted. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that one's really funny. Uh, like they're just really funny guys, and several of them identify as queer. Like they're not all uh, queer, but they're all like love each other very clearly yeah. in like the videos and the content that they put out. So it's just very refreshing to see this group of people with a diverse range of identities who love each other and they're all friends and they're putting out fun music. And it also has that kind of nostalgia feel. Like I feel like I should be on a beach somewhere screaming out these words and just <laughs> like fucking losing my mind. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm I'm excited to listen to this because yes. I know sub radio, but it's not something I've ever dove, dove very deep into. And I'm gonna I might have to do a deep dive. I'm very excited about that. Yes, so. their most recent EP, um, which I'm trying to get the name of. 
because my Spotify is like, you looked up this recently. I'm like, that's not the last thing I looked up. You're wrong. <laughs> but their most recent EP, which has 1990-something on it, mm-hmm. uh, just fucking slaps. Every song on it is a banger. And Past selves? Past selves. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. Um, like I listened to it this morning to make sure that I definitely did want to put forward 1990 something because like everything I had is great. Wait a minute. Waste your time. Like so good. So good. But 1990 something has this line. Uh, I don't fall in love, baby. I'm a jumper. Oh man, that's great. Like that's just such good wordplay. And sometimes the lyric kind of rips through your soul. And that's one of those for me. I just had a lyric like that recently I talked about in the show. That was also a pretty gay lyric, and I loved it. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, awesome. I'm glad to get that on the playlist. Um, so uh, as I'm about to transition to the next person, I want you to plug everything, where we can reach you, any projects you're working on, anything we need to know. All right. Well, I am Frankie Bradley of Reignite. I co-host that with Matt Storm. You can check us out on certainpov.com. Um, that's really the only thing that I'm doing right now. I'm a PhD researcher. I live in Northern Ireland. I am all over the place. You can find me at Frankie B writes on most social media, except for Instagram. I deleted that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's it. That's me. Awesome. And uh, I just wanted to throw out a real quick teaser for the future of this episode. If you guys want to stay tuned in, this is not the last time you will hear the world's words girl in red on this episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us, Frankie. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. And for our next guest, a first-timer to the jukebox, but somebody that me and Josue are really big fans of. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Excellent comic book banter and excellent comic book taste, everybody. Welcome, Anne, to the show. Thank you for having me. It's so nice that my comic book knowledge has got me recognized and got me asked to come on a music podcast. I think that's great. You, you know what's good when you're like, hey, your comic takes are good, but could you talk about literally anything else, please? Thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> well, me and Osoy are so comic-centric with our comic show that it's mm-hmm. like the only people we know are comic books. <laughs> so we have a couple of comic creators on this episode as well. And, nice. Uh, yeah, it's it's really great. Um, but you you were kind of a you were kind of a wish list one for me because I was like, I love I love Anne's banter. It's so much fun. Like. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to have you here. I wish Josue was here to be able to record this with us, but he's not. He has to work. Um, But I'm very excited to get into this. So uh, first of all, we want to make sure what kind of music do you listen to? What's your taste in general? Oh, okay. So this is one that gets harder for me every year that goes by because it used to be so simple. I'm I'm actually really happy to be on here because I'm music is the one thing I never really get to talk about. I was a music minor in college. I've been oh. playing music all of my life. So it's like I've I've always been there. I since like at least middle school, I've been really deep into music. My parents raised me on um classic rock and um 80s hair metal, modern um <laughs> heavy rock and hard metal. It's just that that's where I've resided for most of my life. And once I got into high school and I started doing things like choir and I started doing band, I started branching out a little bit into more um, just areas that I would never listen to. Like I fell in love with Broadway songs. I fell in love with classical music. And the older and older I got, the more I realized it's like, I just like good songs. There's no (laughs) like genre that I'm like, I will only listen to this or I'll only listen to that. If it's a good song, I'm going to be listening to it. And 
the way my playlist has my playlist have always like diversified the older I've gotten. I've been it's it's been really, really great to see, but I've always kept that like heavy rock and metal like kind of kind of more. It's it's always I've always leaned a little bit more that way. Right. So yeah. It's your it's your default. It's what you lean towards. Yeah, it's, yeah I got it's you. what makes me feel comfy. I love people screaming at me. It's my happy place. You mentioned uh playing music. What instruments do you play? Oh my gosh. Um I play trumpet, mellophone, French horn, a little bit of piano, and in high school I sang, which was fun because this, I, I sang bass, so you know things have changed a little over the years. But otherwise, yeah. our um, I asked because our co-host Amanda is um, she plays uh, cello and viola and oh my bass gosh. and everything, and so it's always nice to hear another musician oh. on the show. So I do, I do play bass guitar too. I should have mentioned that. That is excellent. The one thing the school did not <laughs> offer me that I just did on my own. My dad plays the bass, so I just took after him borrowed his stuff and went along with it so yeah it seems like we always have bassists on this show i noticed you're like bassists are cool <laughs> that's great all right well um of course we're here to talk about pride what? month which we're very excited <laughs> about um we always this is our favorite episode we do every year i love doing it and it's our third year doing it so again excited to have you on here uh so in general one thing i'm always curious about is when did you first become aware of like a musician that you're into and realize that they were, you know, queer of some sort, like they, they were, you know, different. <laughs> and that did that have an impact on you? Cause I think, you know, one of the important things about when you discover that you're, whether you're bi or trans or whatever, yeah, asexual, it, it's seen somebody in a high profile place that you can identify with. That is a really big impact for you. So is there someone specific that jumps out of you maybe that, you know, you saw or is there like, it, you know, maybe who's the person that jumps out at you the most has, you know, that you could see, I guess. It's I think it's really interesting because like just jumping over the comics for a second, I remember seeing gay characters and in comics before I realized that I was queer and before I even had like an inkling of um, who I actually was. I remember seeing um Zavin and Carolina in The oh. Runaways, and I remember seeing um, there was there was someone else I saw really early on that I can't remember at the moment, but that was the first um, gay couple I remember seeing in comics, and that was the first time I think I'd seen a gay couple in anything. I think the next time I'd see it, a, a queer couple of any kind was in Modern Family. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's it's hard for me to say like when the first time I actually experienced a queer artist was because a lot of them I didn't know were queer at the time. Like yeah. um most of my queer music I've found and I've searched out after I found out I was queer, my whole playlist full of sapphic jams I've accumulated in just like the last two years alone. Right. So it's 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 definitely a, a difficult question, but I remember knowing very early on in high school, my parents told me about, you know, like Elton John and Freddie Mercury and the fact that they were queer. And that never stopped me from like listening to their songs or um, mm -hmm. enjoying them. I don't even remember if I tried looking at them from a different perspective at that point because I felt like I didn't have to, which was, you know, always good. But at that, I think that's yeah. probably the best I'm going to get. Because every other time I found out, it'd be like just in passing, like, oh, yeah, I, I actually didn't know. Couldn't tell from their music, but cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I mean, that's what, that, those are two really great examples because they're so <laughs> high profile and they oh, yeah. conquered, they conquered the world. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. So it, one of the craziest ones thinking about is how much I listened to like Joan Jett as a teenager <laughs> and listening to the song ACDC. And like, I've been listening to this since high school and I never caught on to this is a song about yeah. a bi woman. <laughs> I never figured that out. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to comic nerd for a moment. Cause you mentioned runaways. One of my favorite <laughs> books of all time. Oh yeah. Um, Justice for Zavin. Where is Zavin? Bring Zavin back. They, they popped up at the end of Empire, I think, if anyone remembers Empire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very briefly, but no, because I hate, okay, I hate Nico and Carolina together. I just hate it. It doesn't feel right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much because it's, I feel like I'm going crazy. People are like, I love Nico and Carolina. I'm like, you're insane because you have not been following this book as long as I have. Every relationship she's had before this has been better. Nico's only yes. here because she's popular. You're insane. Thank yeah. you for playing. Sorry, if you if you like that ship, I'm, I'm glad you like it. But I don't. So. I don't at all. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it, it, it's it's very apparent of a change in Ryder. But with it, I like Raymond yeah. Roll. I'm not yeah. saying anything bad about Raymond Roll. I just don't like that. But anyways, we're going we're gonna to talk about Justice comics for, for an Julie hour. Power, too. Sorry. Yes, Julie. Yeah, Julie Power is my first crush as a kid. <laughs> I was very misguided. <laughs> hey, it happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Um. I'm. I screwed. I'm gonna talk about comics a little bit more because uh, <laughs> you talked about like the first, the first gay couple, and then that you saw, and you mentioned the other one that jumps on me. That arrow is Anale from The Young X Men. Um, oh right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him a lot, but. Uh, I remember specifically there was an issue of X-Men when Northstar rejoins the X-Men. Just... And he is attracted to Iceman. And I remember this is before I was out as bi. Yeah. And he was like flirting with Iceman. And then the whole lesson was, listen, not everybody's going to be attracted to you. You know, not everybody's gay. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, that's something all queer people have to learn is like, you're going to be in the minority. So you're not the default decision for a lot of people. And that's yeah. really rough, but it's a great story. And I remember that hitting me and that was the first time I kind of felt like a, oh, you know, <laughs> like, so yeah, I loved that book. And that's oh, still one yeah. of my favorite comics of all time. But anyways, yeah. yeah. Maybe I should read it because that's a message I need to get because I'm saying over here like Emma Frost, Carol Danvers, anytime now. You want to just <laughs> right. let something you know. slip. Just, I'm, I'll am i be waiting. I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the playlist. Yes. Uh, you get to add one and only one song to the playlist this week. Please tell me what song that is going to be. Okay. This was the hardest decision of my entire life. No joke. Um, <laughs> it's because I've, I've been looking through my entire Sapphic playlist and there's so many great artists I could have picked from. I could have picked anything by Zalita, anything by um, Haley Kiyoko. Um, I've been listening to this really great cover of um, Fat Bottom Girls by women, which I've just been in love with. Awesome. But it's like I wanted to do something that was more like purely me. And one of my the my favorite band of all time, at least they have been since college. It used to be Foo Fighters, but I realized after college there'd been a shift. There'd been a disturbance in the force and this band <laughs> took over. And that band is Hailstorm. Um, when I say like rock and heavy rock is my favorite genre, Hailstorm is what keeps me rooted there at all times. I love all their albums. I'll listen to them constantly on repeat. And Lizzie Hale came out a few years ago and was talking about her being um unapologetically bisexual. And I'm just like, wow, I stumbled into another one. That's an oopsie. I wonder. 
And then there's that part of, part of me where it's like, hmm, as you were coming out, you started to gravitate more and more towards Hailstorm. I wonder why that happened. And I think it happened because a lot of her music is just exactly what I wanted to hear. It's very, very free and non like like she said, unapologetic about who she is as a person, about who she chooses to love, about how she chooses to live her life. And I think that's why I went to a song that meant a lot to me going through that time. Um, and even this was a challenge. I know already on your playlist, there's I Am The Fire, which is personally my own, my trans anthem. Um, and Dear Daughter, which meant a lot to me before I even knew. But I picked the song Amen because growing up in a small religious town, I was told... Like I, I very clearly knew what certain religious individuals thought about gay people from a very young age. Uh-huh. And I would see the way that they would be talked about or treated. And just it's a lot of really awful hatred that I saw from people who told me that their whole belief system was based around love. And, you know, it's something I've always struggled with as a as a Christian myself, as a Lutheran. Like, how do I come to terms with one who I with who I am? And with other people who share my religion, who think so differently about people like me. And the song is really, besides being really, really rocking and really, really catchy, is a great anthem for owning who you are as a person. And um, I was looking up interviews that Lizzie Hale was um, giving about the song earlier, and she was talking about how it's about embracing a religion that's focused around yourself, making yourself almost like your own God and be like everything that I am, everything that I love, that is uh, who I'm supposed to be. Sorry. That is who I'm supposed to be. And I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to step down from that. You need to take it or leave it. And so that was, I remember um, coming back from college, every time I'd have to go through this, the stupid town, I would just play that song on my radio just to remind me that these people around me do not dictate who I am as a person. They don't dictate my life. And I should never, ever let the people who try to justify their hatred towards anyone, any of us for any reason, never to give them that ground. And to even like for a moment think that maybe they have a point or maybe they're going to win because they don't and they won't. And I think that's what any pride play playlist could really, really use is just a song about pure rebellion and self-love. And that's what the song is to me. Amazing. I, I love Thanks. the pick. I love the reasoning. It's, it's a really good pick. Uh, Thank you. I'm a big Hellstorm fan myself. Uh, so yeah, that's really great. And I, this, as this playlist is building, I cannot wait for people to see it cause it's going to be insane. It's, <laughs> it's, there's a range is what I'll say. And oh, I love no it. doubt. That's why we call it jukebox vertigo. Cause it's the, from pick to pick the craziness that happens. So we love it. So <laughs> awesome. Well, I do want to give you a chance to plug everything just in case somehow people are listening to us that don't know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can follow me on the hell site, Twitter at and comics. You can also check out my podcast that I do with my lovely co-host Dallas and Lexi Taylor over at the comics collective. You can listen to that wherever you're listening to this podcast, probably. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at CMX collective. Um, always talking about fun stuff over there. So make sure you check that out. And I think that's, that's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's about all I want to plug for now. I don't want to plug like Instagram cause I'm never on it. I'm not giving anyone my Snapchat. So uh, that's, that's where we're staying for right now. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on. It was a blast. Awesome. Thank you so much to all of, all of our guests. Uh, it, it really makes me so happy when everybody just shows up like this. Uh, Y'all are just the, one of the truest calls that, that we fucking need here. So I really appreciate everyone. And now, now for us queers, our decks. Well, actually, Amanda, man, <laughs> not so much, but never us boy queers are here for our picks. Uh, let's get going. So, man, I really, I really wanted my, I want to do a three P. I really want to do a three P of uh, with Bizrap, but he collaborated with Beso Pluma because he's like popping the fuck off right now. So, um, there was no uh, Pride pick this this year. So, bad job, Bizrap. Bad job. So I'm going. I'm going. Uh, I'm leaning on to to uh, my other safety net uh, for Pride. There are many. Everybody reach out to your own safety nets if you, if you need some. You're all seen and loved, especially if you're on the show. Uh, so I'm going with against me. Laura Jane Grace is just such a safety net for me. Uh, seeing seeing against me live four to five times just because, I mean, since, since uh, Transgender Sport Blues, uh, that album was just so fucking important to me. Uh, and again, I'll say it every time, though I myself am not uh, trans, very much queer, but not trans. Um, the album still hits like every song is just an anthem and you get to you literally feel that on every track um and it's just how powerful like her messages uh were since then for like almost not actually no yeah for two years from now it'll be 10 years great album you still hold up amazing so um i've added three songs from this particular album and so for the final one it's only it's it's only the right choice to go with Trans, uh, true trans soul rebel oh my god this song is just so fucking killer and it means so much to, so much more to me now um i read this fantastic book arguably I mean, watch out for watch out for, for next year's eisner's look out for mimosa uh because this is a very powerful fucking book and in that book um there's a um a, a music a musician uh, a music tutor and she's kind of running this uh this like this uh all queer music camp and and she teaches them or or when they request it, she kind of groans at it because it's kind of like the go-to song, but she teaches them how to play this song, True Chancel Rebel, and it just, it's by the end of it, the band does play, these students do play it. Oh my god, it's just and there's a whole the you know, a, a page flip when these, these two characters are holding hands with the lyrics, like, with, with big lyrics like around the hands um, from the song, uh, Who's Gonna Take You Home Tonight. Oh, it just, it means so much, and it's, it's it's so good, so fucking powerful. Like there's uh, a part of the bridge where, um, where she's like, like in all these songs that she's singing to herself. Like there's a part where she says, "Uh, you should have been a mother. You should have been a wife. You should have been gone here from years ago. You should be living a different life." Um, Laura Jane Grace does uh does have a daughter, uh, but again from a, from a, uh, it's like from the that past life. But it's just like that initialness that just like that that wanting. Like, it's, it's all it all like she just lays it all bare. Uh, not just in the song, but in, again, like the whole album is just fantastic. But this one just also just speaks literally literal volumes. True Trans Soul Rebel is just like again like a a, a great fucking pride pride pick. Uh, so that's my pick for this year. Uh, I'm so happy about it. Keith, what are you gonna go with? Okay, this is great because in this year, especially the past few years, but especially this year and the last, um. It now more than ever, trans live matter, right? Is it? And you and me both with a, with a trans artist, and I think that's really cool. Oh, um, 
I'm going with Ezra Furman. Oh, uh, one of my favorite artists right now. She's amazing. Uh, and I love the fact that, uh, you know, you talk about this uh, Against Me album with this very trans title. Mm-hmm. And one of Ezra Furman's albums is Transangelic Exodus, which I think is great. Wow. So, like, it's just really, really good. So, I'm not picking a song off that album because there is a great song on there called Love You So Bad, which is really good. It will be on the playlist. I have four songs by Ezra <laughs> earmarked to be on the playlist eventually. But the song that just breaks my heart is from the album Others, and it's called I Can Change. And I have briefly told you about it, about this. It's just a sad song. So it is kind of like a weird, sad thing to end on. I think I did that two years in a row because R.E.M. was losing my religion last <laughs> But But um, this song is, it really showcases Ezra's amazing singing voice. The, the lyrics are perfect. It's about being in a relationship and the first chorus is never change, never change, never change, never change. Mm. And then the second chorus is I can change, I can change, I can change, I can change. Oh. And you're just like, it just hits you. And then like, there's a line, love is a murderer, which I just love. Like, there's, <laughs> like this delightfully, just like little bits of amazing lyrics all over there, all over Ezra's music. I just love it. Um, Check out the Sex Education soundtrack with the bass on the show. Uh, Ezra does the entire soundtrack. So oh, okay. Ezra wondering. So, but I Can Change by Ezra Furman is wonderful. It's one of my favorite. It's probably going to be my top listen to song at the end of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if it is because I listen to nice. it a lot. So I Can Change Ezra Furman off of others is my pick for this wonderful gay, <laughs> queer, bi, oh. lesbian, trans, asexual, every all, the, all, all of them, pan. <laughs> there we go. I missed one. Um, for this amazing month for all of us. And yeah, I think a great way to actually wrap it up. So excellent. I hope everyone listening had a great Pride Month. We did. Uh, it was a, another very, very special one. Again, I have a second home where I could really call it. It's like a, a Pride home base at Books and Pictures. I'm just really incredibly lucky to be a part of that team. Um, and to just actually get to call that place a home or hangout spot and just something part of me and mine. So, yeah, it's like I hope everybody has uh, got to enjoy theirs. Um, like I said, we did. So, yes. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. This concludes this annual Pride episode of Jukebox Vertigo. Uh, thank you to my co-host for uh, your great picks. And again, uh, for Amanda as well. Uh, Keith, any shout outs and plugs? You can find me on Twitter at WHI Podcast Keith. You can find our producer Liz at WHI Podcast Liz. And you can find our other show, uh, We Have Issues, at WHI Podcast. All those on Twitter. That's our comic book uh, review show. It comes out every week on a Saturday morning. If you follow us on Twitter, you'll be most up-to-date with what's going on. You'll get an announcement whenever a new episode drops. Timestamps for each publisher. And a complete list of every book that is going to be reviewed in that episode. So it's the best way to keep up with us. But make sure to subscribe as well on your podcast listing uh, location of choice. And thank you, the listeners, for your continued support on this musical sharing ride. Follow at Jukebox Vertigo on Twitter for the master playlist link to most music services. I, myself, am Matt Josue, reads Josue, and Josue plays Josue on Twitter and Twitch, respectively. Um, check me out on Twitch after episodes air. Uh, put a notification up. My schedule should be coming up clear at, by this point because I do host listening parties and I get down to all the songs 
that we just talked about. Play uh, play some Mario Kart with it. Uh, while you're there, feel free to shout out a theme you want us to do, and we can work on to prioritizing it. And now with the episode over, uh, take the time to check the fresh page on the jukebox. Let us know what you would have added and feel the vertigo. Happy Pride. CPOV. CertainPOV.com. Hey. Oh, hey, Jeff. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, talking about Superman. Oh, cool. I could talk about Superman. I could talk some more about Superman. We know. I'll bet a few people would want to get in on this. I'm down. You know it. That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at CertainPOV.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay.